What's up, guys? My name is Jonah Stairs. And my name is Micah Mosley. And this is the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so excited that you have taken the time to tune in today. Our heart is that you guys will be able to figure out how to navigate life well with a biblical foundation. We want to keep scripture at the center of all that we do and talk about. So let's get into this week's episode. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Bringing It Back podcast. As you know, my name is Jonah Stairs. Hey, my name is Mike Mosley. And today, man, we really have the honor, the privilege. We have a guest on. You may or may not know who he is, depending on kind of what your television interests are like or what kind of comedy you're into. But we have our now good friend, Sean Lowe. Sean, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. Sean, so just right off the bat, because some people who are listening, I know they're going to be like, I have no idea who Sean Lowe is. So could you just give us a quick little insight on like how people would know who you are? What may, what maybe you're known for? Oh, man. Um, about, let's see, about nine years ago, I made the decision to take part in this ridiculous TV show called The Bachelor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is where I met my wife. We now have three kids. Uh... Like I said, it was nine years ago, so I imagine a lot of the people that listen to you are probably your age and were yeah. eight years old, nine years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they probably don't know who I am. But now I'm just a normal dude, uh, a dad trying to raise three kids, having a good time while doing it and yeah. uh, being the best husband I can be at the same time. That's awesome. All right. What are your three kids' names real quick? Just so we can get a little idea of that. Daniel's five. Isaiah's three. Mia is a year and a half. Okay. So two boys and a girl. Awesome. Is that the is that kind of the order of genders you hope for? Uh, I, yeah, it was kind of nice actually. We didn't know <laughs> what to expect, and I, we didn't find out what the genders were until the babies actually came. Okay. Uh, yeah. But neither me or Catherine have brothers, so it was kind of cool for the first yeah. two to be boys. Uh, that's a dynamic that we weren't familiar with, and and so far they're proven to be brothers. I mean, they they wrestle, fight, cry every day. Yeah, for but sure. They love each other. Yeah, that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, so we like to start off with just a little bit of an icebreaker question. So, yeah. So actually, I sent you some of the stuff we would talk about beforehand. I didn't send you this one because I wanted to get kind of the shock factor initial reaction. Yeah. <laughs> just to see it. I, I like it off the cuff anyway. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So what is the most embarrassing fashion trend that you used to rock back in the day? Oh, man. I... My wife still makes fun of me. I might have owned a pair of studded jeans back then. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. I don't know. It was know. a I big trend for about a year or two. It was, it was right along the same lines as like the dudes wearing the affliction shirts. Yeah. <laughs> they, they wanted to be like their favorite UFC fighter. Yeah. I, I had some studded jeans and that uh, it brings shame to me just thinking about it. <laughs> okay. How many, how many years ago are we talking? How recent is this? Oh, man. I bet that was like... That was probably around 2010. So I'm, I'm 10 years out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've asked for forgiveness. I'm, I'm good. That's good. That's good. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's some good. I was thinking, I was like, I wonder what that'll be. Like, MC Hammer fan. I don't know what that is. I've never the partaken jeans. in the studded jeans personally. Don't the think dazzle. I will. <laughs> My mom always says that every fashion trend always comes back around. So maybe in five years, I'll look down and I'll see some studded jeans. And I, I, I hope not. Not that For one. your sake, I hope not. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, Sean, listen, because like we said, some people may know you from The Bachelor. Some may not. That's okay. But we kind of just wanted to get an idea of what kind of your life has been like in your time leading up to The Bachelor and then like what kind of role faith has played in your life before The Bachelor, after The Bachelor, just kind of give us an idea of what that looks like. Yeah, I was raised, so I was very fortunate, raised by two 
Christ-seeking parents. So I gave my life to the Lord at a young age. I Mm -hmm. think I was around eight years old. Um, Not fully comprehending what that would mean. I think when you when you uh, ask Christ into your heart at that young age, it takes a little while to like fully comprehend like the gravity of it all. So as, as I grew, I started to understand more and more just exactly what that meant. Mm -hmm. Um, But to answer your question, yeah, since, since I can remember the Lord has played a huge part of my life. He's, he is, he is everything. And that's not to say that I haven't strayed here and there because I certainly have. There's certainly periods and chapters in my life where I think back now and I'm like, man, I wish I would have gone God's way as opposed to living selfishly because going my own way, living selfishly, it never works out the way you want it to. Yeah. Uh, you might have like just a, a small amount of, of happiness pursuing your selfish desires, but you yeah. see in the long term, it never works out in your favor. But uh, yeah, I mean, since I can remember, uh, I've known that, that Jesus is Lord. And uh, like I said, not to say I always live every day as if that's the truth because there are certainly some days where yeah. uh, I get sidetracked and go my own way but I, I try to remind myself of that every single day yeah what was kind of your faith or relationship with the Lord like around the time that you did decide to go on the show like what impact did that play into kind of your why your reasoning behind going on and then I don't know if that was uh, something that was present while you were on the show but then kind of like what was that like to balance that dynamic like being on national television and also trying uh, to crazy crazy yeah, I bet <laughs> I, I didn't sign up to be on the show. My sister really? signed me up. I didn't, I didn't watch the show. It's, it's a ridiculous show. And like, yeah. I'm, I'm a dude. I'm not going to sit down and watch The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally me either. <laughs> so my, my sister has signed me up. So I, I was, I think to my benefit, I was super naive going into it all. Yeah. Uh, as a believer, I think I was, it's, it's hard to, to kind of judge myself. I think I was a fairly mature believer. Okay. Um, but I was naive in the sense that I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. In my mind, it was just like a chance for a free vacation. I get to travel the world, yeah. mm. <laughs> have a lot of fun, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it's, it, uh, it was different, man, because you're on an island by yourself. When you think about the producers of the show and all the participants on the show and just everyone that's involved in it, I think there might have been one or two believers there. Really? Uh, yeah. And on the production side, like the people who are kind of running the show, uh, producing the show, narrating everything, I don't think there were any believers. And so yeah. I, I did feel that that weight on my shoulders. One, I knew that people would be watching me. And if I identified as a believer, you know, I have to live up to that. Yeah. Uh, so that's always in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and two, you just you realize how important it is to surround yourself with other believers, close friends who can hold you accountable, people who you can talk to. Because when you don't have it, like when I'm traveling for two or three months and you don't have that, it's, uh, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you feel like being on The Bachelor changed your life? Um, I mean, other than meeting your wife and having three kids, <laughs> having three kids. Right. Um, but do you feel like that changed your life or do you feel like before and after there wasn't a ton of difference? And then would you say the bachelor strengthened your faith or would you say that you had to spend some time with the Lord afterwards to kind of get back on track and kind of reset yourself? Yeah. So it, it definitely changed my life forever. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> my life is radically different from what it was. I'm still the same person. Yeah. Um, I still try to walk humbly every day. Um, sure. You know, I, I 
do my quiet times every morning. You know, I, I try to walk hand in hand with God every day. Uh, but you know, it'd be foolish for me to say that my life wasn't different. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm afforded all these awesome opportunities. Um, you know, my wife and I are still in the public eye. Um, you know, it's just, I, I, I was like this 20 something year old guy selling insurance, doing a job that I hated. And like yeah. overnight I become someone that's really well known. Um, and people are, you know, grabbing me and, and pulling me in all different directions. Money's being thrown at me. Um, you know, my life changed very quickly. Yeah, yeah I bet. So something that we did want to talk about, because we, we don't want you to just be known as the bachelor guy. I'm sure to an extent, you probably don't like being known as the bachelor guy. Um, I've come to terms with it. You come to, yeah, it's just part of you now, right? But I think something that I've even seen since I've admired on Instagram is your ability to kind of balance like the fun, like the jabs at your kids, like the sarcasm, the irony a little bit. But it's also like very evident that you do love Jesus. And that's always a line that, man, I struggle to walk so much. I'll probably go a little bit too more on the other side sometimes. <laughs> I would say most of the time, actually. So you do that so well. And not only do you do it well, but you do it well, like in the public eye, like with a big following. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just even wondering, like, how do you stay balanced there? Like, what are the things that are too far? Or how do you stay grounded in that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good question. So um, sarcasm is definitely my love language. Yeah. I, Amen. <laughs> if you told me I had to stop being sarcastic, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. And I think, like, yes, I poke fun at my kids all the time. Yeah. What's the point of having children if you can't make fun <laughs> of them? Yeah. That's, that's what they're, that's what they're good for. <laughs> and I, I get that from my dad. Um, my dad would make the same little jabs and jokes towards me. One, People are way too sensitive these days. I mean, if you can't make a lighthearted joke at your kid's expense, <laughs> you have bigger issues. Yeah. Um, you know, how do, how do I handle it? I, everything I do, it's, it's, I think I have a good heart behind it. People obviously know I'm joking when I'm, you know, I always say that my daughter's my favorite child and things like that. Like, it's really evident that I'm joking because you'll see me loving and, and kissing on my sons and, you know, mm -hmm. trying to be the best dad I can possibly be. There, there is the temptation to take it too far. I've definitely taken it too far sometimes. Yeah. I think as far as like sarcasm goes, um, as long as you know you're not hurting someone, that's, that's probably the line. You don't want to be sarcastic yeah. in a way where someone's feelings get hurt. And I've, I've definitely done that. I used to um, watch The Bachelor. I would live tweet as I watched it. Yeah. Um, and I gained like a, a big following on Twitter because I'm just constantly cracking jokes at the guys and the ridiculous yeah. stuff that they're doing on the show. And a lot of it was just like good hearted poking fun at them. Yeah. But I know that I crossed the line a couple of times and I would have to reach <laughs> out and say like, Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have said that. I, yeah. I didn't mean it that way. Um, so eventually I just stopped tweeting because yeah. <laughs> that, that temptation was too strong. But yeah. uh, I think that's a good rule of thumb. As long as, as long as you have a good heart behind it and you're not, you're not going to hurt anyone's feelings. All good. Yeah. That's awesome. I think even was there like a time in your life, just in the sense of like doing relationship with God where you were like, yeah, like this is fun. And this is like a time where, you know, pursuing Jesus can be something that's exciting and is, you know, funny. It makes me laugh. Cause I think, you know, especially with like kind of our demographic is like high school, college, even some young adults out of college there's kind of this misconception that like pursuing Jesus and doing relationship with him is just not fun. It's like all the things that you can't do. So is there ever a time where that realization hit or has that always been something that's kind of been instilled in you? Um, I think 
I think it's always been instilled in me. Uh, there's a great book called Beautiful Outlaw by John Eldridge. Okay. Uh, same author that wrote Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But he describes, like, God created us all, obviously. And we have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So you think the creator who created us doesn't have this wonderful sense of humor, the best <laughs> sense of humor? Yeah. And in, in Beautiful Outlaw, John Eldridge kind of describes the disciples and who they were, you know, most of them were fishermen, just like guys, guys. And he's like, you know, you don't think that these guys were like the loudest guys in the room, having fun, cracking jokes, like being dudes with Jesus. They absolutely were. And so often we have like this, this picture of Jesus that I think is just not accurate at all. It's just like this holy figure where we can't be ourselves around him. Mm -hmm. Not who Jesus is. That's not who God is. Like, God created you with this amazing, diverse personality, yeah. uh, your sense of humor being a part of it. Um, embrace that. You know, it's, it's good. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I'm kind of wondering with, obviously, your sphere of influence expanded pretty rapidly before and after The Bachelor. And I'm wondering how your faith was different after that? Or did you feel like a greater level of responsibility now that you kind of are in the public eye and kind of in the spotlight? Do you feel like there was more responsibility or um, even like on your Instagram or social medias and stuff like that? Do you ever see that as an opportunity to be spreading the gospel? Yeah, I'm always cognizant of it. Um, even if it's something little, like today on my story, I put just a little scripture from my, my yeah. daily reading. Cause I know that most people are probably just going to scroll right past it, but someone might stop and read it and take it to heart. Um, it, it may change someone's eternity for all I know. Um, and, and I know that God has given me this platform. Uh, so I'm not just going to use this, this platform, this sphere of influence that I have just for my own good to promote products and make money and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I do feel like it's a responsibility, but in the best way possible. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like it's a burden whatsoever. Sure. And then um, kind of going back to what you asked earlier, like post bachelor, how did it change me? Yeah. I'm human. Uh, I look back and I have a lot of regret. <laughs> Some of the things I did, the way I handled myself, you know, you're the lead figure on one of the biggest shows on television. Everyone wants a part of you. Uh, you know, you're, it's, it's just crazy. Like all these famous people want to be around you. It's just a, a world that I was not familiar with. Yeah. And, and I, I can look back and think like, man, I, there were times where I was so full of myself, whether I showed it or not, I just felt like haughty and full of myself. Like, yeah. you know, everyone's constantly praising me. The, the ratings on the bachelor were way up and like, Oh wow. Look what you've done. You've turned around this franchise. So, um, it's not like I'm immune to, uh, to stuff that, that normal people, uh, have a hard time dealing with. Cause I, I certainly look back and, I can, I can recall like a lot of simple decisions or simple thoughts and feelings that I had during that time. And I probably could have handled some of those things, uh, better. Um, but you know, lucky for me, I'm, I'm forgiven and every, every day we, we push forward and try to pursue God and, and, uh, that's all he asks of us. Yeah. And you guys, you and Catherine, your wife, who is great, also incredible. Did you, well, first of all, would you say that you married out of your league? Yes. Okay. 
how did you do that? We got two single <laughs> yeah. guys right here. We need, to we, need, we need to know pretty quick. Well, it starts by uh, going on The Bachelor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, actually, I would not recommend that. To, I would not recommend that to anybody. <laughs> I always, I always tell people like, as far as dating goes, we have butchered dating as a society. Like we have completely butchered dating. Dating wasn't even a thing a hundred years ago. You know. Yeah. So I always say, you know, find someone that you really get along with. Find someone who loves the Lord. You can figure the rest out. That's that's all you need. Someone who yeah. loves the Lord, someone you get along with, you can spend the rest of your life with them, and uh, you'll be blessed because of it. And that's it's really that simple. Yeah, I think because there are a lot of people they don't know you for your fifth, maybe just know you for the bachelor. But you guys are the only couple that I believe is like still together, still married from the show. And maybe this seems like an obvious answer, but why do you think it is that you guys are still together? What's been the difference maker from you and everybody else who's gone on the show? Yeah, it's, 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 it's our faith. There's yeah. no doubt about it. People always ask me, like, why is the success rate on that show so low? <laughs> I'm thinking, like, why is it so high? No relationship <laughs> coming off that show should ever work. You know, the two yeah. people barely know each other. They, they usually come from different parts of the country. Uh, the fame, the spotlight, everything else thrown on top of it, it should not work. And the only reason that our marriage has been so successful is because of our faith in God. And that's the foundation of it all. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So I think those are kind of the big questions that we wanted to answer. But obviously, I mean, like our podcast is called Bringing It Back. We're big on the Bible here. We're big on scripture. So we just even wanted to hear kind of what role like the word has played in your life. Is there any specific verses, stories, people in the, in the word that you go back to that kind of keep you grounded? And what role does that still play in your life? Yeah, so that's a great question. And, and you sent it to me prior to this podcast and I was yeah. thinking about it. And I and, uh, hope this doesn't come across as cliche, but it's honestly thinking about Jesus and how he came here so humbly. Mm-hmm. He's washing other people's feet and like, it's, it's said in the Old Testament, there is a king coming. And of course, people thought it was going to be like an earthly king, a king who had a, a mighty army behind him who could right. um, uh, set Israel free. But no, he came as like a humble, he had a servant's heart, uh, savior to the world, still king of kings. And so I have to keep that in mind. Like anytime I start to feel proud or haughty, you know, look at what I've achieved, look at what I've amassed. And I've got this business over here and I've got yeah. all these uh, followers and my influence. Like in the end, that means absolutely nothing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm called to love others, walk humbly, pursue Jesus. Uh, so that's that's what I have to constantly remind myself. Yeah, that's awesome. You got anything else, Sir Jonah? Yeah, are there... You mentioned that you do like a daily quiet time. Is there like a specific program or book or something that you go through or like if you don't mind me asking what like what is your scripture life look like as far as reading through the word yeah so this year has been a little different here i'll show you real quick my church started the one year chronological bible okay oh, very cool yeah um and i <laughs> i've tried to speed up because i wanted to knock this thing out a little faster i was supposed to be done by now but uh, I just made it to the New Testament today, so I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> yeah. through some of those Old Testament prophets, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. to drag on there for a bit. Yeah, uh, that's what I've been doing this year. Typically, so in the past, I've got this is an NLT Study Bible, Life Application Study Bible. Okay, I always recommend this. I like the NLT just because it's easy to read. But mm-hmm. the Study Bible helps you understand. I don't know if you guys can see that. 
Yeah. It's got the notes at the bottom on every page. Yeah. So as you're reading scripture, it helps you to understand it, digest it. Um, cause it's hard, man. Like if, if a non-believer is like, where do I start? I point them towards the new Testament, obviously probably John or something like that. But, yeah. um, if someone were just to pick up the Bible, especially in the old Testament, it's really hard to understand like culturally, what does this mean? What's the context? Um, talks a lot about lineage. It's, just, it's, just, yeah, yeah. it's really hard to, to wrap your mind around. So I always recommend having some type of uh, resource there as you're reading it, uh, which that study Bible is great for that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, so I think those are kind of all the questions that we have, but we always want to give an opportunity for anybody we have on. Just any words of wisdom, any things that are heavy on your heart that you would want to share with you know our audience. Obviously, it's not as massive as yours would be but you know <laughs> what what would you want to tell someone who's a young adult anything that stuck with you that you always go back oh man as a young adult like i said i've i've got my fair share of regret and things i wish i had handled differently uh-huh. um at the end of the day pursue the lord uh like really wholeheartedly pursue the lord um and and your past going to be blessed i think so oftentimes especially when you're young you find yourself at a fork in the road, like, oh, should I go this way? Should I go this way? Does, is God calling me to go to this college or this college or have this job, this job? At the end of the day, like, it really doesn't matter. Choose one, pursue the Lord while you're doing it, and you're going to be blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you keep that in the back of your mind at all times, it makes life a lot easier. So many people are having a hard time with anxiety, depression, and so forth. I think if you walk hand in hand with God, he will alleviate so much of that. And when you know good things are coming because you're pursuing him daily, um, that's also a very exciting thought to, to think about as you're going through life. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, Sean, hey, we really do appreciate you kind of taking a few minutes out of your day and chatting with us. Man, like we said, you did not have to do this, but we really appreciate you taking the time. to Happy to do it. Love what you guys are doing. Hopefully this reaches a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if anything, uh, hopefully people will follow me on Instagram because that's what life's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That was good. Oh, good stuff. All right, Sean. Well, hey, actually, I thought of this. Hey, is there any way we can partner with you in prayer? I mean, us, our listeners, that's like we believe we can't give you anything that you don't already have. I mean, we'll give you a shout out so you get your Instagram following up. But like the biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing that we can offer you at the end of the day is prayer. So how can we partner with you in that? Oh, man. So you're asking me what, what kind of prayer request I have at the moment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's big. Uh, you know, it's my family. Uh, I got I got three young kids. It is chaos at my house every day. Yeah. My constant prayer is that that my kids um, at a young age will accept Christ into their life, and as they grow, will not fall into the, the same simple pitfalls that so many young people fall into. Um, we live during scary times right now, you know, um, which makes me worry as a parent. So I just hope that, that my, my three kids will grow up and be favored by the Lord and, and uh, walk with Him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, hey, if you're okay, we'd love to just pray for you real quick and make that happen. Yeah, let's do it. I'll talk to you later. You want to start? I'll sure. finish it out. Yeah, Father, we thank you so much for Sean, and we thank you for the opportunity to just get to talk with him and about his relationship with you, Jesus. And uh, we thank you for the way that you have been using your word and using us to uh, just strengthen the foundation of our faith um, as a body of Christ. Yeah. So Lord, yeah, we thank you so much <laughs> for Sean and, and would you just bless his family? 
Yeah, Father, we're so thankful for you today and for your grace. Man, we don't deserve to be here, so we're so thankful for that. We just ask that you would draw Sean close to yourself today and that you would give him wisdom and discernment as he leads his family, as he, as he fathers his kids well, Jesus, that you would draw them close to yourself, that, man, that they would understand your love, that you would continue to give, man, each of his kids a new understanding of what it looks like to be loved by you, that you would instill that in them from a young age. As they grow, they would grow alongside you, Jesus, that they would wake up with a desire and a passion to be, to be with you and to do life with you, Father. So we're thankful for Sean and what he's done with his influence. We ask you we continue to walk with him, man, far outside of uh, his bachelor role that he's had. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. All right. Well, hey, to our listeners, that's all we got for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed having Sean on. Sean, thanks for being here again. We appreciate you. All right. All right. We'll see you later, Sean. All right. Thanks, guys.